0: Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Nose on the Wall. I am your host, Justin Reed. I'm very excited to launch this podcast where I share childhood stories and memories with my guests and talk about how they shaped us to be the people we are. You know, no two upbringings are the same. And what I want to do is celebrate all those little moments that make us, uh, you know, us. Uh, my first guest is my dear friend, Patrick. ...who has a really, really sweet story of his grandfather's impact on his whole life trajectory. And uh, I really, I, I get a lot out of the conversation and I hope that you do too. Uh, let us know what you think at nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com. And please like, rate, and subscribe at wherever you get your podcast. It really helps the podcast and I really do appreciate it. So without further ado my dear friend patrick enjoy a quick word from our sponsor anchor anchor is the one-stop shop for all things podcast production from creating editing distributing uh, monetizing your podcast all of it is easily done from anchor's comprehensive platform Um, If you're thinking of creating a podcast, I'd highly recommend it. That's what Notes on the Wall is uh, produced and distributed by. For more information, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's ancho R.fm to get started. Now back to the show. Real quick before we get into the uh, interview with Patrick, I wanted to uh, let you all know that for our sponsored segments we are sponsored by uh anchor and uh until we get uh some more varied sponsorships uh there are going to be a few ad breaks and at this time it's going to be the same anchor sponsorship ad read each time Uh, that will change when we uh we're working on getting some more sponsors Uh, so i appreciate your patience and flexibility uh, at the start of the podcast where we are uh are reusing some some ads so again i appreciate your understanding and uh now back to the uh back to the pod all right it looks like i'm up and running are you yes hey buddy how you doing
1: hey i'm okay how are you
0: good good it's uh, about 57 degrees here wow it is that's nice absolutely gorgeous the dogs are one sleeping at my feet the other one is uh has her head sitting on the windowsill just gazing Aww. at all, all the passers-by it's it's it's, it's a nice scene oh uh, that's cute a quiet little saturday here um so i i wanted you to be one of my first people on this this little little experiment we're doing um because you were just kind of brought into our lives <laughs>
1: That's true. I was.
0: <laughs> um, you know, for those listening, Patrick's fiance was my old college roommate, both at Florida State and then again at the University of Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> and when they started dating, Patrick was just, just showed up and I was um, just there. Just there. And all the time. <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, but I always appreciated how. Um, reflective you are and Mm. introspective and and you appreciate the small details
1: thanks justin
0: that it's true it's true um so what i wanted to do was just ask a couple questions about our childhood and uh Mm. just see where the conversation takes us
1: all right i'm ready
0: so the first one is what was your favorite smell from your childhood,
1: what's my favorite smell? That's a really interesting question. Um, the f- okay, the, some of the my first initial thoughts that I have are like, you know, was it something outdoors in the summer? Was it you know here or listen? Wow, smelling is neither hearing or listening. Um, <laughs> it's
0: not. It's one of those other senses.
1: <laughs> it's one of the other five. Yeah. Or there's only five. Um right. So is it something outdoors or is it like the next thought I had was like the smell of lemonade in the summer. Sure. Because I always loved when my mom we would go to the grocery store and then she would be like, you know, we're going to have a treat this week and pick out five lemons so we can make lemonade. And that was always fun. Um, yeah. Maybe lemonade as a kid in the summer.
0: Sure. Was, sure. Were you a yeah. big picnicky family? family?
1: Um, we had a patio um, out back and we would do, we would eat a lot out there in the summers. That was maybe I've, the I've, most I've, se- I've seen techniques. you eat. It's impressive.
0: So I can only imagine what teenager <laughs> <laughs> growing up, Patrick, the, the mountains of food you could put down.
1: Oh, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know for me, um, it's the smell. And this is going to be a weird one. It's the smell. Mm-hmm. There's two. It's the smell of a uh, Cuban grandma because well, yeah. my... So my grandmother, my great-grandmother are still alive, right? So uh-huh. when we would go to uh, Miami to visit them, uh, we would always go to my, my great-grandmother, uh, to her apartment. And she's my great-grandmother, so she's, she's quite old. And yeah. there's just that... There's that, that distinct that, smell. That... Exactly, exactly. And when I think of the smell, I can envision the apartment... Like I can the smell brings back the floor plan. And I don't know how that mm. how that happens, but like I see the little TV that had the three channels. She had a big, huge, like two foot by three foot portrait of my dad when he was two. Like yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Um and like Is it just still floor, there. F- yeah. Yeah. Just floral everything. I mean the couch fabric was this, like, scratchy floral print. Uh, curtains were floral. Wallpaper, flo- all of it was floral. Um, and for, yeah. the smell is the first thing that comes to mind, and that just, like, floods the rest of it.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, the other one is just the smell of a uh, a Bath and Body Works. Okay. Like the, the soap store in the mall. Um, yeah. Because... Why? Well, whenever... I would go to the mall with my mom. We'd be walking through and be like, I want to smell it. I want to smell it. And we would spend <laughs> upwards of an hour just sniffing all this, all the different soaps. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, um, I can't do that now. I used to
1: do that in like Yankee Candle. Yeah. And...
0: yeah kind of like, the same effect, right? Just going it was in like and like
1: one of the highlights of going to the mall.
0: Right. Right. You're going
1: to look at all the clothes in Macy's and then go to Yankee
0: Candle and, go, <laughs> and go smell it all. Um, I, I can't do that anymore. And I think that's what really, um, makes mm. me a, a, appreciate the memory now is, uh, you know, as, as I've gotten older, I, uh, I just, I get a headache. I, I like Sarah will go into, uh, to buy a, a lotion or a soap or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I have to wait outside because it just instantly like uh. gives me a, a real bad headache. So it's kind of this like fleeting memory of what, what was this amazing time just sniffing all of it. this one's peach mom i love peaches she's like Yeah, that's great honey and yeah. uh, <laughs> so um but yeah it, it's funny how you know a scent can like
1: trigger it, memories
0: yeah yeah the yeah. the other one and this kind of segues into my my, my next question for you um for me it was my mom would always make on my birthday, um, like home from scratch fettuccine Alfredo,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, it was just like mind blowing. Just like it would be a several hour process, and just the smells leading up to like the big reveal of my birthday Alfredo, um, it, it it just takes me back to. I mean, that was my one request. To this day, it's my one request. If I if I'm with my family on my birthday, um, is can I have the Alfredo, which uh, now I can't eat at all with this new diet. Um, oh, yeah. I oh, you oh have yeah. A well, oh, well, we've cut out all all the carbs and stuff uh, wow. when when quarantine started. So, and yeah. yeah, no 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 bread, no pasta. All the things that really bring you joy. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think I could do it without pasta.
0: Really hard. Uh, yeah, it, it. I don't miss it except for when I think about my birthday, Alfredo. Mm. Um. So my question, just stemming off of that, is mm-hmm. what was like the Patrick family meal? Like, what was the meal that that mm. brought everyone to the table?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, I remember one of the things my mom would make often right when my sister and I were growing up was city chicken is what she called it and it was like um it was like small pieces of chicken that were like maybe you would cut them in half and they would be bite-sized and then they had like some sort of like gravy sauce on it and then we would always eat it with mashed potatoes (laughs) so like the typical like meat and potatoes thing Mm -hmm. um And I remember that being my sister's favorite meal. And then I remember being like, well, if it's my sister's favorite meal, it's not my favorite meal. Oh, of course not. (laughs) And, but what was my favorite meal? I remember I went through a mac and cheese phase. Has that ended? (laughs) No. (laughs) I had to try every single variety of mac and cheese. Like we have to go get the Giant Eagle brand and now we have to go get the you know whatever brand and the craft brand and the Velveeta and um that was fun that might have been like my my typical thing i was like i want to have mac and cheese actually
0: oh i mean that's every kid's mo is how can i get mac and cheese i remember (laughs) um oh god i must have been about eight and um i was in a i was in a, a deep mac and cheese chasm mm-hmm. of my life mm-hmm. and um so the phone, it would be like a saturday morning and um my that was saturday was the one day that my dad thought he was allowed to sleep in which mm-hmm. really meant like 8 30 but like oh gosh so they would you know plant me like watch your saturday cartoons um and like 10 o'clock would roll around and i'm like 10 is like almost 11 which is almost noon so it's lunchtime And I would get, I would,
1: you can have mac and cheese.
0: Well, but absolutely. So I would get, we have this big, like eight cup, um, uh, measuring cup, this big, like Mm -hmm. glass Pyrex measuring cup. And I would take three of like the packs of the Kraft mac and cheese. So, I mean, I would fill this, this whole thing up probably about halfway. So about four cups of mac and cheese and do the microwave. And then I would just have all the, the powder sprinkling all over it. I'd just be sitting there on the couch eating a bucket of mac and cheese, <laughs> and my um, my dad would you know roll out of bed and like very sleepily walk in and be like, "What on earth are you doing?" I was like, "Having lunch." <laughs> He's like, "It's ten in the morning." That's a why are you eating so much mac and cheese? <laughs> and I remember I just had breakfast like two hours beforehand too. Right, I was a big, right. I, was a, I was a big kid. Still am a big kid. Um. <laughs> So, but I, I want, I'm 10 o'clock is mac and cheese time. Mm. And, um, I was getting that mac and cheese.
1: I remember I went through a pop tart phase, which I think everyone does
0: too. Oh, of course.
1: And I like had to have the, um, brown sugar pop tarts like every day in the morning. And then the crust that's on the sides, I would mm-hmm. pick the crust off because the crust was gross. Right. <laughs> And then I, I couldn't have, was it? They had like the cherry and the blueberry flavors. I was like, I the can't b- eat them.
0: Brown sugar like, cinnamon is the way to go. That's that's the... right.
1: And then I remember when they came out with the s'mores flavors, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I want that one. <laughs> well,
0: you yeah. are, I'm pretty sure at this point, made of chocolate with how much of it you I eat. I mean,.
1: I do eat a lot of chocolate.
0: I'm I'm surprised that the smell of chocolate wasn't your answer earlier.
1: That's fair. Um, I think my chocolate senses have matured, right? Oh, I mean, uh, like, okay. Now I want dark chocolate and the artisan, whatever.
0: <laughs> Is it artisan?
1: Artisan. That's what I meant to say. You yeah. know what I mean. <laughs>
0: You're a, a chocolate connoisseur. You could be a chocolate
1: connoisseur. I'm gonna take a class about it.
0: I'm sure in like L.A. they have those. Oh, I'm sure. I saw this. I saw this one uh, guy he is a water sommelier. Have you seen I this? I saw
1: this. Yes.
0: I don't get it.
1: I, I think it's fascinating, but yeah.
0: he's like, "Here's my menu." I'm like, "Of water," <laughs> 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 and he he does like the same spinning in the glass and the the Mm -hmm. wine sommeliers is like ah, this one comes from the the bedrock of madagascar i don't know right and and he's like you can tell because of the zinc particles i think you're i think you're lying is what i think
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just don't know how a bottle of water could cost you i think what do you say the most expensive bottle of water you had was like over a thousand dollars? I believe
0: something? it. Like, I believe it.
1: Why are you going to spend a thousand dollars on a two liter of water?
0: I uh, know. <laughs> the luxuries of life, I suppose.
1: I suppose. <laughs>
0: um, you know, you, you talked about your sister and, and you're the city chicken. Yeah. Like, what, when you think back, like, what's the first sibling memory that comes to mind what any shenanigans or hmm. heartfelt moments what what's the first thing that that comes to mind
1: um so the first thing that comes to mind that i remember or mm-hmm. that i've been told happened
0: uh either however okay. you want it. it's it's your it's your answer you pick hmm.
1: well i remember I remember I was probably like four Mm -hmm. and I had one of those, um, one of those like cars that you could drive around the front yard. you remember? Did you ever have one of those?
0: Like the little, the little sit in ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That are made for four and five year olds. And I remember mine was red and I thought it was so cool. Right. And, my sister had a pink one, mm-hmm. naturally. And I remember we would, like, <laughs> I, I think I had mine first because okay. I was a little older. And we would, like, drive it around the front yard and, like, race each other. And then I always had to win because I'm, like, I'm older. Therefore, I Therefore, win. I'm better. Right. <laughs> um, I remember, I think this might have been before we got those before my parents gave us those little driving around cars and um she had like this red little plastic like car thing that like one of the what's that like the brand of that everything is like the play date uh
0: is the um i know what you're talking about it had like the little yellow like roof rails or whatever yeah yeah like a little, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like a little it was ran. powered by like flintstone energy you're just like running yep. it yeah, yeah yeah
1: yes yeah she had one of those and i thought it was the coolest thing so of course i had to steal it from her right and then my mom would be like let nicole play in the car and i was like no <laughs> it's mine now <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm gonna race it around the house um yeah.
0: and and your folks just like let that happen
1: I mean, I think they tried to um, divide up our time on the the car equally. It's like, okay, you can play with it now and 20 minutes later let your sister play with it. (laughs) Uh,
0: And has... Did you guys get along well growing up aside from you stealing her her stuff? Did you guys (laughs) get along well growing up? Or were you guys at each other's throats and then like turned into a functional adult relationship.
1: <laughs> I think um I think growing up we got along pretty well. We did like everything together. Mm. I mean, she's my best friend. Um That's sweet. Yeah, thank you. And then I think once we got into like late middle school and high school, I think that's when you know, we had a lot of the same interests and it was like oh we're gonna you know go our separate ways and whatever but i think since we've both been in college we've you know come back more so
0: right and is she in is she in her master's degree now
1: she's in her master's degree now in texas
0: gotcha. okay yeah. oh good old texas
1: good old texas
0: <laughs> Where in we're out in texas is she at?
1: Um, a small university, like two hours north of Houston.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Did you have you been out that way?
1: Um, I have not yet. Gotcha. I, I probably will go at some point. You know, once coronavirus.
0: When when Especially COVID feels times safe
1: to fly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, actually, you know, flying hasn't been too bad. I haven't flown, but uh, Sarah has. Uh, for those listening, Sarah is, is my wife. I know I've name dropped a couple times here. Um, uh, she's flown. She's in in Colorado now with her family. Um, she's flown like three times during COVID, and um, you know we just make sure we select the airline that doesn't do the middle seats, and right. you know just she just has she takes precautions. She did double cloth masks, which uh, is what, that's what Dr. Drew said to do. So Very double good. cloth mask and hand sanitizer and just be, <laughs> you know, have common sense. And,
1: Didn't she do the the shed the layers thing too?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she wore like a, like a zip up and like sweatpants on the flight. And then when she landed, she just throws that off and puts it in a plastic bag <laughs> So, I mean, it, just be responsible. Kind of
1: funny. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it, it well, it's crazy what's going on now that now that the president and first lady have the virus. We'll see. We, we'll see how quickly uh preventative measures are are taken. Um yeah. 'cause because it's what October 3rd at the time of this recording. Um so, when this drops, <laughs> who knows where we're going to be, but yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully the world goes back to normal here soon.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Well, what was your earliest memory with your siblings?
0: Earliest memory. That's tough because my brother and I are like four and a half years apart. And then my sister came into the the picture when I was 11 and change. So kind of there's two kind of uh eras there's like the yeah. the justin and evan era and then the three of us era mm-hmm. and um and funnily enough the name of this podcast is inspired by um our collective punishment when we were growing up of of we would have to put our nose on the wall and um <laughs> you know i i i thought of the name when i was talking with my family and uh they had a picture of when my sister had her nose on the wall and <laughs> she was probably five i think
1: Aww.
0: and um it was probably for, for like you wow uh, when she was five, i would have been 16 17 uh, this okay. time um and it was probably for like two minutes but i am that's like five years in in little kid oh, time yeah oh um, yeah <laughs> and uh yeah that was our, that was my dad's go-to just go put your nose on the wall and sometimes he would put he he would have us like at a corner so he would have like one kid basically we would be like able to like bump hands because we'd be on either side of the corner of the wall and um he's like no talking i'm like we're kids like we're bored because we're just facing drywall and now we also can't like talk about it and like try to soothe each other through the process um how long did you
1: have to stand there
0: the the wall. Um, well, there was the initial time of like five minutes, but if mm. I talked, it got extended. Mm. Um, I think the worst because I'd be like, Can I come off the wall? He's just like, I told you no talking, that's another two minutes or you know, whatever the extension was. Yeah. Uh, the worst I got was like an hour because I just kept asking if I could come off the wall, and he's just like, "You wow. don't get," he's like, "You don't get this. You don't, you're not, you're not following how the how the rules work here, man." And, um, and I was like, <laughs> "There's a, a point." Where I was like, "Can I sit down?" He's like, "As long as your nose is on that wall, I don't care." <laughs> so I like kind of like skidded down the wall, <laughs> and I like tried to like uh, slowly creep without taking my, my, my head off um and i just sat there pouting with my face against a wall which uh it works it worked for us (laughs) but um uh, as far as memories um the first one (laughs) the first one that comes to mind with uh with my brother i was six and he would have been two Mm -hmm. and we were living in florida and uh we went with a couple other families to Epcot in uh in Disney World. Yeah. And uh had a great old day and we finished uh the trip uh having dinner in Germany. So really? for those unfamiliar Epcot is like there's all the different countries and you can you know experience Walk you know around, food, cuisine, you know, all <laughs> that stuff. Lo- that is supposedly, you know uh reflective of that country so we finished in germany and uh as i referenced earlier in here i I was a pretty big kid right so and my two best friends which were the other families we went with were very small and uh (laughs) so long story short i ate my meal and then i also finished uh both of their meals wow so i was not feeling very well right (laughs) and so we walk out uh the epcot and uh, an important feature of Epcot, and this will make sense here in a minute, is that it's a big circle around a mm-hmm. big lake, mm-hmm. right? So,
1: what's the
0: name uh, of the lake? Does I, have, I have, have a name. I have no, lake, lake Epcot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no idea. But so, but it's it's very important that you know there's a big lake. Um, so we walk out <laughs> uh, of <Justin>. we walk <laughs> we walk out of the Epcot and. I've eaten like two and a half, three meals at this point, and um, it all just. And you were
1: six. I was you six, were six.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it all just hits the pavement. I mean, I'm I'm throwing up all over the place, oh and God. I just have this ring of adults. Just like looking at me, going, is he going to be okay? And my parents—this was not the first time I had eaten myself into throwing up in public. My parents were just kind of beside themselves, going, "Oh my god!" My mom still can't walk into uh, the restaurant Cheddar's because 21 years ago I uh, drank a lot of fruit punch and I threw up in front of the bathrooms <laughs> and just like painted it red. And she's just mortified. Oh, she my. won't. She she still won't walk into it uh, into a Cheddar's. Because of because of me, um, I, I, I have quite the legacy anyway. Um, so I'm like just up checking all over this Epcot and um, my brother notices that there are little ducks or swan geese, whatever, over on the lake. They're just kind of floating around doing their duck things. And uh, he wants to go see them. So he unbeknownst to the group walks away and goes over to the fence that has like the little, the little posts with like, I don't know, set, you know, seven inches or so between them. And right. he sticks his head in and he had pretty big ears as a little kid. And he like got his head stuck in the gate. Right. So <laughs> I'm here just vomiting all over the sidewalk. Hey,
1: your brother is and my stuck brother's in the
0: screaming fence. because his head's stuck in the fence. And my parents <laughs> just like look at each other and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh, and my mom's my mom looked at my dad. She's like, "Go get Evan. I'll deal with Justin. Just, just go." <laughs> um, and my dad had to like fold my brother's ears in and like kind of <laughs> pull him out there. Um, oh,
1: no. that's
0: that's like that's total the one
1: chaos.
0: Oh my god, it was it was madness. And you would think that I would have learned my lesson and not mm. overeaten ever again not the case not the case i was justin up to the age of like 11 was renowned for his public space uh throw-up stories it was was tragic it was really wow really justin i yeah i was i was an interesting kid i also when i went to the bathroom had to be naked which was fine at home but it also but not, was the case right. in public. And like, I would be like four. And How did you like, do
1: that? You like went in the stall and took off all your clothes? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And I would like hang them over the door, the, the stall door. <laughs> so my dad would, I'd be like, I have to go. And then we would walk into the bathroom. And then he would just like see my little jeans like flap over the door. And he'd just be, oh my God. And people <laughs> would be like walking into the bathroom. they'd just see a full outfit like assembled <laughs> at the top of the stall door. And they're like, kind of looking at my dad, like, "Is that what's going?" On? He's 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 weird. He's four. Just I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, I th-
0: I I wish I could say that's that stopped.
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm kidding,
0: I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, I was I was a, an interesting kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think of the three of us, now that now that Talia is in the mix, um. The the first thing that comes to mind is actually just recently, uh, at the start of this year. Yeah, was it this year? God, twenty twenty seems so long. It feels like 2020 four years ago. Twenty twenty has been a long year. Um, yeah, in January, um, we uh, brought them up to uh, Ohio and took them to uh, yeah. to Perfect North to go skiing, which oh. was which was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And just you know, teaching these two little Florida kids had a slide down a snow mountain uh Mm -hmm. uh, it was ohio so a hill really um (laughs) yeah that's fair (laughs) um but that was really nice and i have this uh i have this video of there's this run that takes me eight seconds it's kind of just like a bridge between the two uh lifts to go up to the higher stuff um so i mean i most people you just bomb down it and um my sister had just figured out the mechanic to like turn in her little pizza, you know, wedge Mm, with her skis. mm -hmm. And I have this video that is two and a half minutes long of her going down half of this run because she was just like snail's pace doing these big turns and like barely moving. I was fine with like, get the technique and I don't want Mm -hmm. you to, you know, she was 13 when we brought her up. So, um, just go at your pace. I get it. I was cackling. Because, I mean, you're seeing people fly by her, just like <laughs> just these in the video, just and like these streaks of color of slow. all the, and she's just like, Mm-mm. she's she's like a grandma <laughs> driving on the freeway. She's like, I don't uh, care. I'm going to be in this lane, and you can figure it out.
1: Slow and methodical. Absolutely. Wins the race.
0: Absolutely. Every I time. <laughs> she, she took, she definitely took the uh, the tortoise route and then my my brother tried to take the hair route and he's just like i Mm. think i'm ready and he would just like go and just completely wipe out he goes i'm (laughs) not ready for that yet (laughs) no no you're not
1: i remember the first time i ever went skiing i was probably like seven years old Mm -hmm. and i um you know of course like i had to like do like the small hills to like figure out how to do it right right and then eventually i was like dad like i want to go down a big hill like Please help me. And he was like, all right, like, it's going to be scary. You know, seven-year-old me had no idea what I was right, doing. Right, right,
0: right. That's and, intimidating. That, oh like, that gosh. first look over something harder. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember I, like, <laughs> I think I probably got up to the top of the hill. And then I was, like, so scared. But I was, like, I want to do it. Like, I want to do this big hill. And then I, I'm i pretty sure I just, like, locked my knees. And I just went, zoop yep (laughs) straight down the hill and i think by that i think my dad had gone before me so he was waiting for me at the bottom and then like as i was getting like closer to the bottom he was probably like screaming things at me like you know unbend your knees to slow down or something and i'd like i think i like nearly hit like the building um (laughs) because i was just going so fast um (laughs)
0: You you can pick up some speed. I know we went to um, uh, Snowbird out at, mm-hmm. outside of Salt Lake City with all of Sarah's family, mm-hmm. and we had these uh, these trackers on our phones that was, you know uh, track our speed and and uh, distance, all the all the metrics we were looking at for the day. And cool. um, I mean, I topped out at like thirty six miles an hour, which wow. was that's fast. Yeah, that's really fast. And I. I am a very, a relatively cautious skier. Like I don't like when I just bomb. And um, her cousins and her uncle, they were very much the opposite. They're like, let's see how fast we can go. Mm
1: -hmm. And her
0: uncle clocked in at like 63 miles an hour.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I know. I mean, something happens at that point. That's terrifying. You're you're not, you're not skiing anymore. (laughs) Cause you're not living anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And he was saying like- like the fronts of his skis were like getting the shakes. Shaking, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Nah. What's
1: I would be interested to know, like professional Olympic skiers, like how fast do they um, go? Um, I think it's
0: upwards of like eighty to hundred miles an hour.
1: Oh my if gosh. You,
0: for like those, um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Across like country. the. Not the cross country, like the competitive, the competitive downhill with yeah, like the yeah. flags and stuff that they have to, mm-hmm. whatever the name of the event is. Um, yeah, no, they can, they they, they just rip. It's it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, I saw a video of this guy, who like at the top of the run, I think it was in a uh, Winter Olympics in I don't know two thousand six or something. I don't know. Um, sure. And at the top of the run, like one of his skis popped off. Oh. So he obviously didn't make any time to place, but he like finished most of the run on one ski.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's pretty crazy. Wow. I can't, I don't know the skier's name, um, but like wow. he, he like does the first like push out of the gate and then you just see the one ski, like, f- it, like he hits the snow and then it just kind of like tumbles off. Cause he wasn't clicked in right or so- something malfunction.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Kinda... You can break your leg. Like
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And he kind of looks down. And he goes up. Oh, well, here we go. He just kind of glides down on on the one ski as far as he could he can make it. One thing, a, a story that I wanted you to share because I think it's really it's really sweet and kind of gets at the essence of what I'm trying to do with this podcast is mm. uh, the story of of why you chose to speak German. Ah. And just to give context to those listening, uh, Patrick is is fluent in German um, has, uh, studied it in in college, got both a bachelor's and a master's in German, has taught Mm -hmm. German. I mean, he's, he's, he's all in, um, and, and as far as the language goes. And I, um, I think the, the, the reason you decided to go down that path in the first place really is the essence of, of what we're, what we're looking to do here. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, When I was really little, my mom, um, always told my sister and I, she was like, I think it would be really important for you guys to learn another language. And she was like, I don't care what language it is. She's like, I think it's important. And, um, when I was in like first or second grade, my, um, teacher could speak Spanish And she would teach us little things in class, like, you know, we would, we learned how to sing happy birthday in Spanish. And so then whenever someone in our class um, had a birthday, we would sing in Spanish to them because it was Mm -hmm. fun and exciting. And so that was probably like my first experience with another language. And so of course, six-year-old me was like, Spanish is cool. I want to learn Spanish. It is cool. It is cool. (laughs) Um, and so I remember, you know, I would get like those, um, for like Christmas or something, my parents would buy me like those calendars, the Mm -hmm. 365 day account. And then you like learn a new word or phrase Mm -hmm. in Spanish or whatever. Um, and I think at the same time that I got like excited about Spanish, my sister got excited about French. So then we both had our little calendars and whatever. And, um, So I did that for a few years and then in seventh grade um, my school offered this like exploratory language course where for one semester we um, went among the three languages that our school offered which was Spanish, German, and um, Chinese and we spent a third of the semester doing like a, you know, a beginning class on what it would look like for when they, they offered, you know, German one, Spanish one, Chinese one in um, eighth grade. So I took the exploratory language course and I had already made up my mind. I was like, I'm going to do Spanish. Um, let me back up and give a little bit more um, background so my mom's side of the family is German and um, my mom's father's parents came here from Germany and my, my grandfather, he never formally learned how to speak German, but he was around so many German speakers growing up that he could understand the language pretty well. And um, I think that inspired my mom and my uncle to do it in high school Um, and you know they just did you know whatever three or four years in high school but my mom would talk about it you know she would um, and I remember one time I was probably like 10 or something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I was at my grandparents house with my mom and um, my grandfather was like um, he was like here come here I'm gonna teach you how to say something and he was like go say this phrase to your mom. And what he told me to say was Ich liebe dich, which means I love you in German.
0: Oh, that's And
1: sweet. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, repeat this. And then I think I like walked into the other room to my mom and I was like, grandpa's trying to make me say this, but I don't understand what he's saying to me. And, um, you know, so it was like little moments like that here mm-hmm. and there. And so seventh grade, I took this exploratory language course and I had like made up my mind that I was going to do Spanish
0: because it's so cool,
1: because it's so cool. Right. (laughs) And, um, the, so we, we had to like submit our scheduling requests for, um, eighth grade, like at the end of May, like right before, um, the end of the school year. And the day that the scheduling requests were due was the day after my grandfather passed away. And um, he had been in the hospital for a little while, and um, so you know, it was very sad. I was 12. And I remember that morning, I was like standing at my locker, like getting ready to go to homeroom. And I erased Spanish, and I wrote in German. Um, to you know, I was thinking about him, and I never looked back. And I've studied a lot of German ever since. So
0: it, it, it's it's such a sweet like origin story, and <laughs> it, it it's one that's this is why I wanted you on to be the, the my first episode Thanks, because this, this, this is this is that's such an amazing story it really is um <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and i i can only imagine that it like creates this feeling of connection to someone who's not here anymore
1: yeah yeah um, for sure
0: and and that's 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 awesome also it's an incredibly useful skill to be bilingual <laughs> and 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 yeah. whatnot and the language of what the f- world's fourth largest, uh, economy, of course, but yeah, that's um, very true. no, but it, it's, it, it's just, it's really sweet. And that's, that's the one word that keeps coming to mind. Um, but, but, you
1: know, oh, I can hear Finley in the back. Oh yeah. The Finley dogs thinks are it's sweet too. <laughs> they,
0: they've been good up to this point. And then, uh, you know, we have those listening. I have two dogs and a bunny and, uh, our our older dog Cora is just looking out the window, just kind of being solemn. And then our, our younger guy is a little more uh, un- <laughs> uh he's 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 a little crazier and um he's been sleeping at my feet this whole time. Um and then he woke up and wants to uh say hi to everyone and everything that is outside <laughs> of my office window. Um I'm gonna go take care of this real quick and we can make some edits to the audio and, and clean right. this up one second. <laughs> Okay.
1: <laughs> is he okay now?
0: Oh, he's fine. I just I had the blinds open for for Cora, and, and yeah. the problem is when when Finley gets involved, it, it gets loud, which is not the uh, the best for recording. But that's what <laughs> that's what editing's for. Maybe we'll just leave it in. I don't know. People people are human, and and I, well, I guess in this case, dogs are dogs. But um,
1: dogs are dogs.
0: Well, I think you know this whole COVID world. Has made everyone more understanding of crying kids and and
1: dogs just, and just
0: the realities the, of yeah of being at home. And even though yeah. I close the blinds, he's now shoving his nose through the blinds. So who knows like who knows how how effective <laughs> this actually is. Um, uh-huh. but you know just obviously you, you you just kind of reining it back in. Um, it's clear that you have this this connection and uh i guess kinship um with with your grandpa you guys are are you know kindred spirits in a lot of ways it seems yeah um <laughs> tell me more about him what was what was his deal yeah. <laughs> what was his story
1: um so my grandfather he grew up in cleveland ohio um he met my grandmother when he was 17 or
0: 18
1: mm-hmm. um, he served in the Korean war um he was in the army but he was he stayed here he worked at Fort Knox Kentucky um and then after he did that he um was um he uh, worked in construction most of his life he was a mm-hmm. painter and um He loved cars, he was a really good mechanic, which I think is, you know, I think a lot of that is a very um, German skill, right? Sure. (laughs) Hands-on mechanic, always loves to know how how things work. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what he did when he was in the army at Fort Mm -hmm. Knox, he was a car mechanic.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Could be wrong, though. But, um, yeah, and... I, um, I only ever knew him as retired. I think he maybe retired like the year I was born or the year afterwards. Um, and I think some of my, my favorite memories of my grandpa, um, my, my grandparents had a grand piano and mm-hmm. I started learning how to play the piano when I was seven and, So we would, you know, every time we went down to visit them, my grandpa would, he would be sitting in his chair next to the window and he would be like, Patrick, come play the piano. And he would be like, can you play this song? Can you play this song? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, in your beginning piano student,
0: like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but, you
1: know, he would, he would sit there and he would listen to me play the whole time And he would tell me that it sounded great and tell me to play more things. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he was a very gentle, very kind soul.
0: Mm So I've a lot of just broad world knowledge.
1: Yeah. He was very smart too. He, he knew so many things. Um, and you know, some of this is, knowledge from my mom cuz he passed away when i was 12 and it's hard to remember a lot of oh, those sure, things. oh sure 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 but um yeah he was he was a very smart individual mhm
0: yeah that actually reminds me a lot of my my grandpa who's also passed now um who you know, was born in the 30s you know mm-hmm. high school dropout worked construction and then uh at like 29 or 30 he was uh he's like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out my life here and um ended up he uh he was in new york he was a new york jew right brooklyn Brooklyn Mm -hmm. jew and um he ended up he went to brooklyn college and then uh for um psychology and then ended up going to he was like this i'm gonna be an academic and uh Mm -hmm which is really interesting coming from someone who was a high school dropout deciding to then uh,
1: pivot academia. entirely and go into <laughs>
0: academia. I mean, complete and total opposite end of the spectrum. Um, ended up doing his master's at Brown. And then uh, went out and then did a PhD at the University of Illinois uh, wow. in social psychology and uh, used that to he he moved to Atlanta after that point. Uh worked at um uh, what's the school there? Emory. Worked for Emory okay. University and yeah. basically started um they had a big uh initiative or he started the initiative for like a uh basically a drug rehabilitation program at Emory. Um so he did that for for years and years and you know, did a lot of good in in the Atlanta area doing that. And then uh, decided when he was in his 40s, early 50s, um, that he wanted to, he wanted a new career. So mm-hmm. he went to, uh, at I think he was 50 when he enrolled at the University of Miami, um, did the MBA program. And wow. uh, he was like, you know what? I am taking all these business classes, but the only classes that I actually like are my business law classes. So wow. he dropped out of the MBA program and enrolled in the uh, University of Miami Law School. And then uh, yeah a
1: 50 year old uh,
0: he was yeah he was a 50 at that point like 51 year old law student wow. and um, yeah and then he became he uh, uh, became a uh, attorney. Was teaching, I think, the law school at uh, Stetson University down in Mm -hmm. Florida, one of their like satellite campuses. And um, ultimately, he retired as a family judge down in in uh, uh, Tampa area. And um, yeah, and like his his he had so many letters after his name. Like his mail would come in, it would be like Ph.D., J.D., this and that, like all these it was like longer than his actual name on the mail <laughs> and um but that all i mean just as far as like just the broad just like world view and information and knowledge and and um he was always interesting to talk to because he could pull from any one of these eras of his life and yeah may, and it's a an interesting conversation mm-hmm. right um cuz <clears throat> I mean, you and I both know in our you know, respective fields that there are a lot of people that know a lot about their specialty and then nothing about anything else. Sure,
1: absolutely. Right?
0: And it's always a breath of fresh air when you find someone that you can talk to anything about.
1: About so many things, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they have something to say, something substantial to say about yeah. what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And when you're growing up and you're a curious kid like that's who you gravitate towards mm-hmm. because you're like why is this happen what's this why is that who's this where are we going and there's always an answer right
1: <laughs> yeah Ugh. I hope I can be that someday
0: <laughs> yeah me too you and me both um I think we're doing a pretty decent job being uh you know open to the world
1: well-rounded and
0: I certainly like to think not to not to just compliment ourselves too much, but I think we're pretty awesome people. <laughs>
1: Thanks, Justin. Oh, I agree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, goodness, it's it's funny because like obviously, as part of a podcast, you want to keep talking, but I also am mm-hmm. sitting here just wanting to be reflective on all of these all these memories. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, all 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 of these little things make us, make us who we are. Um, And, and there are very, there are specific little stories that um, like really impact us. Mm. And we don't get to think, we don't get to appreciate them as often as we, as we should.
1: That's very true. Especially right now, it's kind of hard to appreciate the little things, I think. Right.
0: Right. And, and as I said, at the top of the recording, that's what I'm trying to do with this is is kind of let's take a pause from everything and and, just appreciate how we got here in the first place so yeah so with that I have one one final question for you and then I know we're we're at about we're at about an hour so then I'll I'll, no I'll let you go um and my question to you is What is your favorite chocolate and why?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so (laughs) um, this is actually really funny because, like, I think it was only, like, a week ago. I had, like, six or seven bars of chocolate sitting on my desk Mm -hmm. that were all unopened. Um, Most of them have been opened since then.
0: I imagine, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Wow, I don't know if I can pick one single chocolate, but I definitely have a thing for dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have a thing for, um, like, authentic, um, you know, well-made chocolates. Um, when I was in Mexico about a year and a half ago, I stumbled upon this, like, authentic chocolate store and i had Mm -hmm. to like buy all these things there was one that had like peppercorn in them i have one left actually and it's dark chocolate with cocoa nibs and it's 85 percent cacao
0: that's very Uh,
1: dark yeah it's really good and it's like here i can show you what it looks like but (laughs) everyone else won't see what it looks like it's interesting because it's like white well, it's not white. Yeah. It has this, white
0: pieces in it. This crinkling is really great for the audio, too. You can hear me unboxing
1: the chocolate. Yeah.
0: Mm. The, the big reveal.
1: The big reveal. Mm.
0: Are you eating it right now?
1: Ficking <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> off the crumbs. Oh, so, okay. You know, right, it, right, um, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, are some other okay you know when you go to like whole foods and you buy like those bars they have like the orange peel and there's like the raspberry one I, i'm
0: not i'm not on that whole foods life my friend oh, i don't i don't okay. know what kind of paychecks you're getting but i'm not uh, <laughs> i'm not going to whole foods
1: hey i'm only going to whole foods for like pumpkin seeds and chocolate bars okay That's so about you, it,
0: it. it's only a 75 dollar trip
1: <laughs> right for my three items that i right. buy oh um <laughs> yeah i don't know if i can pick one single chocolate just, we're just gonna have, leave it to
0: you love chocolate
1: i love chocolate
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's really why we're here
1: <laughs> just because chocolate is the best
0: because i mean if there's one thing that truly connects us all as americans and, and more more so humans <laughs> it's our mutual love of chocolate mm,
1: i agree so. <laughs> i think yeah. We all go. right, but
0: Well, with that I'll I'll let you go. Uh um, right. thanks so much for, for doing this. I, I yeah thank I
1: you. I love having
0: you on and, and I'm I sure being on. Yeah, I'm sure people will uh will appreciate you know we'll start hopefully they start we all start to appreciate those little stories more and more. And uh you know let us know what you think at, at nose on the wall podcast at, at gmail dot com. And uh you know like, and subscribe and leave comments wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And uh, until next time. All right, buddy. All right. Love you. Have a good one.
1: Love you too. Bye. Take care.
0: Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Patrick. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please, you know, if you, we'd love any feedback at, uh, nose on the wall podcast at gmail.com. Please like rate subscribe, uh, wherever you find your podcast. It truly does help, uh, the growth of the podcast immensely. And I do from the bottom of my heart appreciate it, uh, until next time. Thank you all so much.